out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jack. I, I don't, don't care, care if, if I, I ever, ever get, get back, back let me root root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two. Three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. Hello, everybody. This is Rich Sports Talk broadcasting on Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spreaker, and available for download on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us on the program today. And no, it is not a broken record. You heard right. It is baseball season. Playing the classic Take Me Out to the Ball Game, and that's going to have a big impact on today's show. It's going to be a little bit different, but a lot of fun. Remember, you can reach out to us on Twitter, at Rich Sports Talk and Rich Sports Talk at gmail.com. So let's get right into this. And things change over time. But one of the sports that really hasn't changed is baseball. And to me, the song Take Me Out to the Ball Game is a great example of this. And unfortunately, it also highlights some of the problems baseball is having in terms of its popularity, in terms of its growth. And we're seeing an explosion of growth in the NBA. We're seeing a growth in the NFL. But baseball, it's kind of been stuck. For people that say it's still America's pastime, I disagree. I would still say that that is football. But I thought let's go through this song, Take Me Out to the Ball Game, just in time for opening day, and look at all the lyrics and how some of them have become very outdated and others just indicate of where this sport is going and it is incredible what I was able to find in how the game has changed and been really difficult in their growth in terms of their fan popularity and in terms of getting people to the ballpark. So let's go through this lyric by lyric. So take me out to the ball game. Of course, everyone knows the song and the first line is the title. Take me out to the ball game, which is getting harder than ever to do. I mean, ticket prices continue to go up. I mean, you were looking at the average cost of a ticket in 2008 was $22. Now it's $33 in 2018. But that also doesn't really impact one of the big problems with a lot of these stadiums. See, a lot of these stadiums, the ticket price is average, but they've also reduced. It's not by the volume of seats. It's just the prices. They've reduced a lot of the cheaper seats in the upper deck. They've made it very difficult. And a lot of these ballparks they're more intimate it's hard to get cheaper seats but even 33 dollars for the minimum ticket that's the nosebleed section of the ballpark i want you to think about that nosebleed the furthest away from the field that's still if you're taking a family of four that's still over 120 dollars and you haven't even bought parking you haven't bought drinks you haven't bought food it that's like a 200 dollar game i mean it is hard to take people out to the ball game when people can't afford it You see these stadiums trying to put all these luxury boxes and exclusive clubs, but Yankee games, no one's in those front seats because no one can afford it. And I think that's one thing baseball hasn't realized is they think a lot of people can afford these front seats. And most people that come to the ballpark, they're blue collar. They can afford one or two games a year. And in that regard, it's very difficult for them to get tickets at all. And especially when there's less tickets and they're more expensive, it's just become harder and harder to get into the ballpark with with all these all these other factors involved including parking, ticketing, food. It just become incredibly difficult. Take me out with the crowd. Yeah, ah yes, the screaming crowds, the things that make the atmosphere in the stadium well they're disappearing too. 
Baseball's attendance has been dropping over the last couple of years, and last year's attendance was the lowest since 2003, and it's dipped below 70 million. I mean, this has been not a good trend for baseball, especially when the average crowd size is less than 30,000 for two years consecutively. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, why are the crowds leaving? Well, first of all, baseball, its popularity has been going down, but to me, it's Not only going back to my previous point, the pricing, but the viewing experience at home is so much better. I mean, you can watch multiple games at once. You get high-def television. You get to have that experience at home. And if your team's getting blown out in third inning, you can change the channel. So it's become less incentivized to go to the games. And part of the reason you're not seeing crowds is one of the reasons they're getting people to go to the games is that these ballparks, they're not even ballparks anymore. They're amusement parks. They're shopping centers. When you go to the new Yankee Stadium, when you go to any of these new ballparks, most of their resources, it's been about the shopping, the team stores, the team arcades, the food. And even though that's more revenue generating for the ball clubs, the problem is most people or half the crowd, they're not in the stands. They're eating food or they're watching TV in the clubs watching the game. So... I, I just find think you want to go out with the crowd, but there's no crowd because they're either inside watching TV at home where it's a better experience or they're enjoying all the amenities of these stadiums, which remind you, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, there's a baseball game going on. Not to mention some crowds and some fan bases. Uh, there are There isn't as much loyalty, and there are a lot of loyal fans, but always remember this. I went to a Subway Series game with my friend to a Yankee game, and... It was in the sixth inning, the Yankees were down 3-2, to two, and I just remember seeing about 10,000 people walk out of the stand. I'm like, where are people going? This is a good game. He's like, oh yeah, those are the Yankee fans that, you know, when we're not winning, they walk out of the stadium. I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, this is a competitive game. This is the Subway Series, and you're just leaving? So I think a lot of it is hard for the crowds to really be into this game because, first of all, you're pricing out a lot of the people that are energetic fans for... Some people that have more money, but they're more of a casual fan. They're there more for the experience than the actual game. But the other thing, too, is these ballparks have so many amenities that people aren't just caring. They're not caring anymore, and there's so many other things to do. They get distracted. We are creatures of distraction. We get distracted easily. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jacks. Okay, two things. First thing, can we even have peanuts in ballparks anymore? I mean, I saw this the other day that the Hartford Yard Goats, the AA affiliate uh, team in Hartford, Connecticut, they're getting rid of peanuts. And I actually think that's a good idea because so many peanut allergies nowadays, shouldn't we be trying to get rid of peanuts in ballparks to help people, I don't know, be safe and be able to breathe? And the other thing, too, is Cracker Jacks. Seriously, like, I have not met anyone in my generation First of all, if I said, what's a Cracker Jack, 9 out of 10 people would not have any idea what that is. And then the 1 out of 10 would be like, oh, yeah, it's that caramelized popcorn. And, you know, it's all right. I, I, like, seriously, like, this is one thing. Baseball is very rigid. They don't change a lot. The game hasn't really evolved. And you can see it by this song. It feels kind of outdated because a lot of people are like, what the heck's a Cracker Jack? You know, what is a Cracker Jack? And I think a lot of people are like, you have to really think about saying, oh, yeah, that's it. Or, oh, I've got to go on my phone and Google what a Cracker Jack is. I don't care if I never get back. Well, with today's ticket prices, why, why would you? And with the viewing pleasure on TV, why would you want to go to the games? Plus, going to the games 
can be rough. And I do feel bad for families. They want to go to the ballpark. But some fans, uh, let's just say they take it a little too far. I don't mind that you drink. I don't mind that you have fun. But when you are really drunk and making a fool of yourself and making people around you uncomfortable. See, that's one thing about going to the games that's tough. Like, I've been to football games. I've been to baseball games. And if you're there just to watch a game, it can get a little comfortable when someone is just screaming obscenities and you know they are, they've had a little too much, well, not a little, way too much alcohol. And it can be tough. And especially if you have kids trying to explain to them, uh, why is that grown man saying all these obscenities in front of us? I, I think a lot of these parents are like, oh, great. Well, we're not we're coming back because my son learned a couple of new words today, and uh, they're not going to go over well in class with his teacher. So and I think a lot of people now, there's so many other options for sports and with television packages. Now, I think they'd rather invest their money in watching the television package than going to the ballpark because it's a lot of money. And I think that's why you're seeing people starting to bow out of baseball and why you're seeing attendance drop. Let me root, root, root for the home team. Now, I find this very interesting because this deals more with my generation and the way things have changed. Today, I still think baseball is one of the few sports that it's more about the team than the individual. However, more and more younger fans, they're interested in star players. They're not interested in in the teams and we've seen it in baseball and in football football a little bit more because it's more likely that the quarterback will stay with that team and you get into a situation where I do believe the team takes precedent but especially in the NBA and in hockey it's about the star players and you look when you hear about baseball like when you talk about teams the first person that gets mentioned is the star player and I think that one of the problems with baseball is they have a problem with star power. I mean, they have guys who don't wear a face mask yet. They aren't recognizable in public. And I thought about this the other day when Mike Trout signed his $430 million contract. He's more, he's the best player in baseball, right? If he was to go into a mall in Los Angeles and 100 people walk past him, maybe three people would recognize him. I think that's a big problem Where in the NFL where they wear a mask, face mask where I remind you and a helmet. They have more of a face and more of an identity with their fans and with their fan bases than than baseball players. And I do think it's a problem where when we talk about big star players in baseball, I just think that the next generation, a lot of these guys, they're looking at the star player. They want to be following the star players, but it makes it very difficult. And when the star player is only up three times a game or is – taking the night off, it, it, it becomes very difficult. So this idea about rooting for alliances, I still think there there are diehard fan bases. The Yankees, Red Sox, Cardinals, Cubs are a couple of the ones that come to mind. But overall, I think a lot of general baseball fans and younger fans, they aren't as interested in the teams. Uh, now, there's still fans. I'm not saying all fans are going to say, well, we don't care about the teams. I still think baseball on fans do, but... If you're a general baseball fan, I think a lot of it is following the star power, and I don't think baseball has done a good job selling their star players for this younger generation because they're more interested in the star player 
We've seen with the NBA, they don't mind stars being mobile. And for baseball, I think they keep promoting a little bit too much team and not enough of the star. And I know baseball is a team game, and I get that. But from a marketing standpoint, to get people interested, you need to market the stars. And I don't think baseball has done a very good job of that. If they don't win, it's a shame. And I thought, this is very interesting because baseball, one of the problems with baseball is your season can be over very early, and it's a long season. There are teams by the end of May, just two months in, 60 games, you know you're out of it, and you have 100 games to go. I'm a Met fan. Last year in June, you knew by the first week of June the Mets were done. They were toast. So then you had to go through June, July, August, September with teams. And look, if your team's out of it, and you have an NFL team in your city, they're going to pack up and move on to the NFL team by the time it comes to July and to training camp. You have to hold people's interest. And at least in the NBA, I know it's a big problem with the tanking issue and that teams are, I'm not purposely saying trying to lose the games, but they're not making the best effort to win some of these games with some of their roster moves. But with the Major League Baseball, there's no benefit to being the worst team. There's 50 rounds in the baseball draft. I mean, you might get a Bryce Harper once every 10, 15 years. But at least in basketball with the tournament, at least then there's some intrigue with the draft and with who's going to get the top pick and that that player can make an instant impact. But part of the problem, too, is even if you get a great prospect, I mean, David Price and Bryce Harper are exceptions because they moved through the system in about a year. But your first-round pick, he, it might take him five, six years to just get up to Major League Baseball, and then he's going to struggle at the Major League level. There, we live in a microwave society where we want things now. In the NFL and the NBA, we see that immediately because these players go from college and get to contribute or the opportunity to contribute at the next level. Even in hockey, some of the better players – they're in the AHL for maybe a couple months, maybe a year, but then they're up there. Baseball, the minor league system is so long that even if you're a diehard baseball fan, you'll forget and you'll see a prospect come and you're like, oh yeah, he was the number one pick, what, five, six, seven years ago? I mean, some of these kids, they're drafting at 16 years old. They might not make it till they're 22, 23. That's seven years. And then you lose entry because you can see some of these great stars. And part of the problem, I think, with Major League Baseball, too, is some of these teams, it isn't all about winning. Now, the Mets made an exception. They brought Peter Alonzo. But we're seeing teams like the Blue Jays, like the White Sox, like the Padres. They have great prospects, but they're not bringing them up opening day when people are the most excited for baseball because they're trying to keep them under an extra year of control. And I think that's a bad system that Major League Baseball has to explore because right now, they need young stars. And right now, Guerrero is one of the most talked about players in baseball. And he's not going to be up on opening day. I, wa I want to repeat that. Guerrero, one of the most talked about players in baseball, is not going to be on the opening day roster. Are, are you kidding me? I mean, seriously. I mean, there's so much about innings limits and pitching limits and now this rules about the Meyer League players, you should want to win. And especially early in the season, it's like any television show. Get people interested. Get off to a good start. Make yourself compelling. Because if you go 10-22 and 22 in the first 32 games, people are going to check out. 
they're going to check out. They're saying, we have more things to do. We're talking about a day and age now where baseball isn't the only summer entertainment. I mean, people have more entertainment options than ever and cheaper options too. It's cheaper to get Netflix and go binge watch the season three of Stranger Things than to watch your 20-game under 500 baseball team and pay over $150 to go to the ballpark. So, and then this is another good one, too. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out. And this is one of the big problems I think baseball is having now. And strike-up numbers are up. And all these rules, they keep trying to speed up the game. Yet, it's interesting, despite all these speed-up rules, did you know the average time for a baseball game has been increasing over the last decade? And it's averaging over three hours per game now? How can that be? Well, two big reasons. Number one, the strikeouts are up. And strikeouts take a longer time. There's less action in the field. But most importantly, pitching changes, which also leads to more strikeouts because there's been specializing. Why do you think they're making such a big deal about the pitching changes and the bullpen changes? Because it takes time. It takes a long time. Because your guy will come in, pitch to a bar, come out. Another guy will come in, pitch to a bar, come out. By the time you get through one inning, it's been almost 45 minutes an hour for one inning. So the pace of the game has really hurt. Football, there's movement. There's hurry up. The game has sped up. Basketball, the game has sped up. Every sport, the game has sped up. Even hockey, big intimidating skaters, big hits, that's out. What are they going for? Smaller, more agile, more guys that can get the puck in space, goal scorers, skill position players. Every sport, the game has sped up except baseball, where for some, it's gone backwards. And it's not even that it's strikeouts and pitch change. It's just the lack of action in the field. Everyone with analytics is swinging for home runs. And what does that do? It takes away the action. No one steals anymore. They don't want to give up the base runner. There's no action in the field. There's barely any base running. There's no bunting. There's no movement. There's no ground balls. I mean, baseball now feels like strikeout, single, home run, occasional flyout. And in a blue moon, a ground ball. That's the way the game is right now. There's no movement. There's no going from first to third. There's no moving the runner over. There's no hang behind the runner. And it's a problem because it's, I'm a baseball fan. Even I'll say, look, it's boring. It's boring when you have an inning where it's just two strikeouts and a fly ball. You want to see base runners. Base runners makes the game exciting. But there has been a decrease of those over the past couple of years. And with the constant pitch change, it's making the game longer and there's less action in it. So let me put it this way. There's a movie you enjoy watching. Let me tell you this. They added an extra 30 minutes to it, but they took less of the action out of it. Would you still want to see that movie? Would you want to? Less action than the shorter movie. And it's 30 minutes longer. I think most of you agree. Yeah, I'm probably going to check out of that too. And finally, at the old ball game. Baseball is a sport that I do love. And now people might say, based on my reaction today, I'm being very critical of it. But one of the reasons I'm being critical of it is because I love this game. I want this game to be more enjoyable. And the way it has been trending over the last couple of years, the product on the field... It's been very hard to watch. There's no movement. There's no action. There's no in-the-field action. It's a lot of just pitcher, catcher, batter. The games have been getting longer. 
And and as another frustration for me as a fan, it's hard. You know, it is very difficult. I've gone to one Met game in the past five years. Tickets are incredibly expensive, and I was very fortunate because a friend offered to take me to the game. It's expensive for parking, for food, for drink. And the problem is, it's a long season. It's 162 games. Football, it's easier to sell fans to go to eight home games a year, to buy a package for four games. You could commit eight days of the year. It's hard to commit 80, 90, 100 days to a sport. And a sport where if you're out of it early, your season's done. I mean, if you start off, you have a bad April, you're usually done. If you're 10 games, 15 games under 500 in May, you're pretty much dead. And for me, baseball has to evolve. Now, I'm not sure what the answer is. I know they're trying to speed it up. They're talking about eliminating shifts. But I do think the game has to change. And I know baseball is the one sport they don't like change. And they don't look at change as a good thing. But right now for baseball, if you want this to to survive long term, you're going to have to make some changes. And they might not be easy. But if you want this game to improve and get the next generation interested, changes are going to be have to be made because you just can't have the same old ball game. That's going to do for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of our latest content. And to take you away, you know, we've given you the old version of Take Me Out the Ball Game. Let's give you one of the new versions right now to take you out. But until next time, I'm your host, Nolan Rich, and this is Rich Sports Talk. Game.